Hey, and welcome back to the Still Figuring It Out podcast. I'm Kyle Sigmund, and I am the host of this show. And I have so much to share with y'all. Like, seriously, so much. It's like overwhelming. I don't even know how I'm going to fit so much news into this one podcast. But I'm going to do my best. I'm going to try to uh, to keep it succinct, but keep it interesting at the same time. So the things I really want to talk about um, today, music, marathon running, meditation, and then lastly, the thing is, well, it has to, it, it needs to keep with the alliteration theme, so I'm going to call it movement, movement. Okay, so I'm gonna t- we're going to talk about music, we're going to talk about marathon running, meditation, and movement. So, uh, let's see, where do I want to start? Actually, I want to start with marathon running because last month I ran my second marathon of the year and the second marathon I've ever run, uh, ever. Uh, To be honest, this time a year ago, I wasn't even sure I ever wanted to run a marathon. I'm thinking to myself, why would anyone want to do that? And I'm still kind of wondering, why did I want to do this? Why did why would anyone want to run 26.2 miles nonstop? You know, that's that's a lot. Your body is it doesn't really like that to be honest. Um it's it's kind of pushing things to the limits. But so I I do like running. I it has become a therapeutic thing for me. It's really good for for my mind and my body and has just you know, during the pandemic and, and the quarantine, it got me out of the house and a, a healthy way to to do something uh, with my with my body and get my mind off of things. And I've just really <laughs> ran with it. You know, I've just kind of been running with it with this idea of running. And I realized that you know, I really can't. Your body can it adapts and it and it grows and you can get better. And you know, I'm I'm like up into my 30s now, and I I never thought I would be able to run as much as I am now. I mean, even as a kid, I was like, had asthma, you know, our, our, in elementary school when we did the mile run, we were running in a grassy field and I was allergic to grass. So I literally like, in my mind, running meant dying. Like, like I will die if I run too much. And then in, in college, I actually, I ended up taking a, a PE class called running. Now this was not what I signed up for. I, I signed up for swimming. You know, the swimming is fun. It reminds you of the beach, summertime. Like, it's it's recreational. I was like, swimming's gonna be awesome. They just built a new pool at my school, App State, go Mountaineers. But there was a there was a hole in the in the pool, uh, a leak. Something was wrong, so we couldn't. You know, no swimming was was gonna be taking place that semester. So I had to get a new PE credit, and being late in the semester, pretty much the only thing that was open was running and uh but that was the first time I realized I could I could run more than a mile because we were for one we were on the street we were on the sidewalk and actually my asthma had been had been getting better at that point in my life um so anyway that was my first time running like more than a mile and I still was terrible at it but uh, it it wasn't later until my like 30s that I wanted to try it again and to be honest it was to to have a way to lose a little bit of weight you know we all reach that point in our lives where it's like okay maybe I should uh 
be a little healthier, you know, make some healthier choices, diet-wise, you know, exercise, all those things that the doctor always says you should do. So anyway, what uh, what I've come to realize is that you really can do more than you think you can do. You know, with with marathon running, the the biggest key, you know, if anybody's ever considering doing something, find a plan. Like, make a plan. Uh, the one I used, and I'm, I'm not endorsed by this person, but Hal Higdon has a uh, an app called Run with Hal, and this is a lifesaver because it gives you a calendar, tells you exactly how much uh, to run and win. I mean, you know, you set some goals. You you know, you got to know yourself a little bit. You gotta you gotta you know listen to your body and that sort of thing when you're setting setting these goals. Uh, but then he he just walks you through, and and you just you just keep up with it every every day, you know. And you you take your rest days seriously, you take your training days seriously, and little by little, you know, you you get better. And so that's that's what it was for me. So I, I actually tr- uh, was ready and, and trained and and did a marathon back in uh, when was that May? But the thing is. I got the stomach bug like three days beforehand. So, you know, the week leading up to running a marathon, you're supposed to be carb loading, eating more, you know, and get, get putting all these carbs into your body. Well, uh, things were coming out of my body faster than I could put things in. So I was actually losing weight. I was actually dehydrated going into that marathon. So that was, that was not good, you know. But at the same time, I still finished. I had to walk more than I wanted to. It was very discouraging to me, but I still finished, and I had a decent time, but not as good as I wanted to. I knew I could do better, so I was like, I'm going to do another one. Signed up for one, and I just did this one uh, end of October. This one felt amazing. I mean, I, I was ready. You know, it, was, it was just one of those magical moments for me. Honestly, I was, I was emotional. Um, just It was kind of... A way to celebrate, you know, it's not just that one day. It's it was what four four or five months worth of training, like five days a week. So really, the, you know, the the marathon was that day was just about celebrating the the months leading up to this, and and that was really why uh, it really was almost an emotional thing uh, to to celebrate the that accomplishment, you know, and and. Uh, and that just that to me it, it tells me so much about life in general, you know. In, in life, um, you know, I, I believe if we're if we're fully alive, if we're if we're paying attention, we are going to have some dreams, some aspirations, some goals, some things that we want to do, some things that might seem uh, beyond us, you know, something that seems almost impossible. But what are the, what is it that they always say, you know? A, 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 a dream is just a wish unless you have a plan, you know. So, so then you're not just wishing; you're 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 gonna make it come true if you have a plan and if you, you stick to it. And and it's about breaking it up into smaller pieces and doing doing the little the little work, you know. Taking taking literally one step at a time gets you there, and that's that's the only way way to do it. Um, so anyway, I felt really good about it. Unfortunately, I did end up getting some uh, tendonitis in my knee. I, I felt it right away. Actually, it was about halfway through. Like 
something started to feel kind of weird and I just kind of pushed through and as soon as I finished the the uh the finish line I knew I was going to be hurting and and sure enough it's it's been like 3 or 4 weeks now and it's just now starting to to heal. Uh I did get it checked out. Nothing nothing torn or anything, just just some soreness. Which actually kind of reminds me of um this this old story in the Bible of this this guy named Jacob who who wrestled with God, right? So he has this wrestling match, and, and he doesn't give up until he receives a blessing. In a way, I, I kind of felt that way. You know, it's like I, I could have just given up halfway through that marathon and been like, hey, my knee hurts. This, you know, this sucks. I'm just going to give up. But I didn't because I was in it for a reason. I knew what I was doing. I, I knew what I was after, and I kept going. Of course, not. I, I knew I wasn't actually like damaging myself like I you know I think if I had seen something like protruding out or something I would I would have listened to my body but uh, in this in this this example I just needed to power through and and I'm glad I did but I was left limping you know that Jacob in the Bible he's like limping after this wrestling match because he like did something to his hip right so that's that's kind of me I'm like limping around because I I did this thing um but anyway, it, it felt it felt good to uh, to do that to accomplish that. And again, there there's just been so many life lessons with with marathon training. I mean, it it, it almost seems like that in and of itself is like just a spiritual discipline of like a shift in perspective of like believing the impossible and and believing in yourself that you can do again more than what you what you think um so this makes me want to share about music because i've also been able to release some songs recently and it's such a good thing as a, as a singer songwriter putting music out there is just a special time because You've been working on it. Perhaps you wrote the songs years ago, and you're and you're finally able to to share it with more people. Uh, so two two songs I, re- I released uh, the weekend of my birthday earlier in the month. Um, I called the I called the EP uh, "Body and Mind" because it's these two songs, "Body of Christ" and "Same Mind," and these these two songs are church songs. I wrote these songs for. Um, the church where I lead worship, Faith Bridge in Blowing Rock. Um, you know, the, the main reason I, I wrote these songs is because there was a Sunday where we were talking about these themes, and I, you know, I'm searching databases, I'm, I'm listening to YouTube and, and on CCLI's Song Select, and I'm, I'm looking for songs that are trying to, you know, I'm trying to relate it to a specific scripture. And I'm just not loving what I'm, I'm hearing. I mean, no offense to other other songwriters out there. It's just sometimes you're just you're trying to fill a specific kind of role, you know, musically. And it's sometimes just better to just pick up a guitar and, and write something. And so that's where these songs these songs came from, pretty much straight out of scripture. Um, but this, this idea of being the body of Christ, being part of Christ and, and being a member, a, a body part of the larger body is, is, a, is a theme that has come up a lot uh, doing or you know, working in church and 
um, being a part of worship services. And, and I love this imagery because it helps us realize that each person is valuable. Each person has a specific gift, but not every gift is the same. You know, the eye and the ear have totally different functions, but you need both. You know, your leg and your arm do different things, but you need both, you know, and I'm, or I should say each has its own unique thing that it contributes to the overall body. So this, this kind of gives you two things. It's, it's the uniqueness of each person and how much we need each other, that we're better together, that we can, as we work together, you see a whole picture that's, that is more like Christ, the, the, the universal Christ, the, you know, the, the, the one who is redeeming all of the brokenness in the world. We are all a part of that redemptive work. We're all about uh, recon- reconciliation, restoration, redemption, you know, and using our brokenness to bring healing. And this same mind is, is a similar theme in a sense that while we are all part of the body, we have one mind that, that connects us, which is the, the mind of Christ the, or the heart of Christ. And that's not saying that we're all going to think alike. No, that's never going to be true. If you have two people in a room, you're going to have at least two, if not three or four different opinions about things because we are always even changing our own minds. But as far as what truly matters, the heart of Christ, it's about love. It's about reconciliation. It's about forgiveness. It's about giving and serving. It's, it's about um, making sure our needs are met so that we can turn around and help other people in their time of need. So this is, this is the mind of Christ. This is uh, the kingdom of heaven where we're all working together to provide a, a better place for each other and for our future, for our children, for our children's children. Let us have the same mind. Let us have the same mind.
of our Savior, Jesus Christ, who from God to flesh and blood served and sacrificed for us. Let us be. So, so those those are my songs, and I, I love that that they come together to to create something called body and mind. Um, this, which leads me to talk about meditation. Uh, this this year, I, I've already been talking about it a lot, but I have sat in silence uh, at least twenty minutes every day, if not more. And I cannot tell you how beneficial this has been. I mean, to come into your body to focus on your breathing to to feel the tension in your shoulders or arms or legs or or neck or wherever you're holding it to just be mindful of that for a moment every day and to release it to sit in silence to try to clear your thoughts and that's it never happens you're never clear in in the thought that in the fact that your mind stops working completely you're just aware. You're aware of your thoughts. You almost, um, you almost sense yourself experiencing the thoughts. So it's almost like there's the person that's having the thought, and then there's you witnessing the person having the thought. And then you're trying to make sense of it all, and you're trying to find wholeness. So for me, meditation has gone hand in hand with journaling. Whatever's being dug up, whatever's coming to mind, I write about it. You know, a lot of times I write about what happened the day before, what's coming up today. What am I anxious about? What am I excited about? What, what's going on? What upset me yesterday? Why did it upset me? And, and most of the time, I'm so upset about being upset that that's the thing that I'm the most upset about. And, and so then I'm wondering, why is that? Why, why do I not allow myself to have negative emotions. They're just as important as the positive emotions. You learn from both, right? I mean, if we only had positive emotions, I don't think we would even recognize them as positive. We wouldn't. They would just it would just be normal. You know, and, and maybe our judging of what's positive and negative is wrong. You know, maybe maybe we're mislabeling things constantly. And it's only our thoughts of it being a negative thing that actually makes it a negative thing. You know, when when it hurts because you're working out, you consider that a, a negative thing. But then, you know, the next day when you have more muscles or whatever that, whatever, you know, however that's actually helped you, you, you say, oh, that was actually a, a good thing. You know, again, going back to to running a marathon, it's like it's it seems silly to put yourself through such torment, right? Uh, but at the same time, I, for me, I I feel like it does. It builds 
character. It builds perseverance. It reminds me that I can do hard things and it's not going to kill me. It's going to make me stronger in the end. So this year has just been, I just, I'm so grateful for, for these things. I mean, I, I set some intentions. I set some goals for myself at the very beginning of the year. One of them was to meditate every day. One of them was to run a marathon. And another one was just mostly about just kind of getting into good shape. So these three things have been taped to my mirror. And so I've looked at this mirror um, every day, every time I'm brushing my teeth and, and I'm setting these intentions and I'm working at it every day. But I didn't necessarily know where it would take me. You know, that's the thing about life and that's the thing about being on a journey. You, you're more focused on the next step than the big picture. So something I want to share about, and this leads to uh, the last M, which I'm calling it movement, because life is dynamic. There's no way to just stand still. There's no way to just remain as we are because we are changing and growing. And if we're not intentional about growing in the right ways, then we're going to drift and we're going we're gonna to become something that maybe we wish we weren't becoming. Um, we might be giving in to all of our bad habits rather than intentionally setting positive habits. It's all, it's all coping mechanisms, right? I mean, the things we do, if you call it spiritual disciplines, habits, um, good or bad, I mean, a lot of it is just, it's coping with the pain of life, the hardship of life. And we have to find things to do to focus our mind and attention, sometimes to just to, to fight the anxiety or to fight the depression or to, to fight just the, the dis-ease of, of being alive. And sometimes, you know, especially nowadays when we're, we're so connected, which I think is a good thing, but at the same time, news media outlets, they exist to get you to, to watch them. They, they want more viewers, so they're going to present as, as much as they can to, of, of things that, that get a reaction, right? So a lot of it's negative because they get more views, you know, when, when things are kind of um, that way. You know, it kind of, for whatever reason, it's, it's, about, it's about views, it's about keeping your attention. So, you know, you want the, the most dramatic, crazy things happening to, to be, you're kind of feeding off of those things. And that does something to to you after a while you know sometimes it's good to just get away and just kind of focus on what is right around you and what's yours to do as i've been meditating as i've been exercising and uh, running marathons and making music there has been something that i've been really worried about and concerned about and this is not anything new to to church people but COVID really did change things. I don't know if, if, if you can relate to this or not, but, you know, our, our church, it just looks totally different now. You know, the, the people who come on Sunday mornings, the, the ways even that we do things throughout the week, you know, we're mostly doing Zoom meetings still. Our Sunday mornings still don't have as many people coming 
as we used to. And so for me, as, a, as an associate pastor, kind of the number two in charge of a, of a small congregation, it made sense for me to begin to worry, how long can this church really sustain my salary, right? As an ordained person, there are, you know, certain um, numbers that are set by the United Methodist Church and, and that sort of thing. And, I, and yeah, so I started worrying, you know, it makes sense to, to worry about that. But not to not just worry, but to be in prayer and discernment. And really for me, what it, what it meant was questioning, well, what, again, my, my calling, my, my vocation, what am I here to do? What, what gifts and passions and, and interests do I have that I could develop more fully? I mean, if, if I had to go and do something different at somewhere else, what would I even go and do? I've, I've been working at, at FaithBridge this May will be 20 years, which is crazy to me, but it's true. I, I was an 18-year-old about to go to college, and this brand-new church wanted a worship leader. And so I started working part-time, leading worship for them, and that has grown from there. Over the last 20 years, it grew to full-time. I started doing youth ministry, and then I started discerning a call to ordained ministry, I went to Duke Divinity School, got my master's degree. I went through the whole ordination process with the denomination, which is a long thing and very nerve-wracking. A lot of papers, a lot of interviews, projects. Um, You know, it's very thorough. It also includes a psychological evaluation. And you meet with uh, a psychologist, a, a therapist. And to be honest, that in itself was... A remarkable experience for me. I am a, such a firm believer that everyone, no matter how quote-unquote normal you might think you are, can benefit from having conversations with a therapist. And, and so this really even got me more and more interested in the work of therapy and, and, and what, what that is about. Um, so it's been something that I've been really interested in for a while. And I finally had this, this kind of breakthrough clarity moment. Um, it's probably been just, I don't know, four, three or four weeks ago now. I, I, after my meditation time of, of, of reading, sitting, journaling, I, I left that with almost like a light bulb went off of, I know my next thing. I know what I want to do next to keep figuring it out. I want to go back to school. So I've actually already applied now. I'm I'm telling you this before I'm even accepted, um, which is pretty vulnerable, I realize, but I'm applying to go back to school to get another master's degree. I'm wanting to go here in my hometown to App State to get a master of social work and I have friends who have that degree and they've told me so much about about it I mean just just in general just how what a wonderful uh, thing to study I mean it is a broad degree and that's another reason why I'm I'm feeling led to do this I I would love to become licensed to be uh, you know a licensed clinical social worker to offer therapy 
one-on-one, but I'm also just open to this new uh, whole field of study, the, the micro, the macro, the, the ways in which social workers really are doing the work in the world that, that I think the, the church talks about doing, that, that the church being the hands and feet, the body of Christ, making a difference in the world. That This is the work that social workers are doing. So for me to combine, you know, my you know, gifts, passion, calling, education from a from a theological Christian point of view, but to really go out into the world and focus more on the the work of social work, the work of social justice, the work of just caring for those, helping meet the needs of people. Uh, it just it just feels really really life giving. You know, it just feels like I'm, I'm just, I'm ready for this new challenge. Um, and I, I'm, I'm not so naive to think that it's not going to be really, really difficult, that there won't be days where I'm just completely worn out and, and, you know, I've given all I have. And so that's why self-care is going to continue to be, if not even more important than it ever has been in my life. Um, but this is something I'm really, really excited about. This this is movement. This is moving forward. This is signing up for a, for another program of, of learning that's going to open up um, doors within my commun- community here. Like I'll get to work with a lot of other really cool organizations and, and get, get to, to know uh, what kind of resources are out there for folks so that I can just come alongside people and help them, you know, get their needs met. And that's the thing. Like we're all there. You know, we're, we're all needy. If you're a human being, you're needy. Like, yes, that's true. You were born a baby, crying, peeing yourself. Like, and then you think that you grow up and you don't have needs anymore, but that's not true. We all have needs. We all still need, need connection. We need love. We need, I mean, our basic needs, food, shelter, clothing. I mean, all those things. You know, and um, Maslow has a whole hierarchy of things that we need, and it starts off with the most basic, all the way to to really um, understanding our true selves. You know, and of, of course, that's the ultimate goal, right? Um, but the thing is, do we ever really fully get there? Do we ever fully figure it out, or is it just we might get a glimpse of of who we are? right now in this moment and maybe tomorrow i'm it might be different there might be new challenges there might be new situations that uh that show me something different about who i am and and maybe even i have to rise to a new task of doing something new because that's just what i'm faced with i'm i'm a really big uh i, I love reading Eckhart Tolle and I'm just recently finished reading his second book. Um, what is it called? It's like uh, Awakening to Your Purpose. It's about a new, new heaven and a new earth. And, and I love what he says in there, that, that there's an inner purpose and an outward purpose. And, and inwardly, our, our one purpose is to be awake, to be aware, to be present to what's going on right now. Uh, 
That is our inner inward purpose, and that never changes. Wherever you are, whatever you're doing, be there. And that is your purpose in that moment. The outward changes from, from time to time, from moment to moment. Uh, right now, my, my purpose is talking into a microphone and sharing what's going on in my life and, and sharing what's on my heart. And that's my purpose right now. It's, it's simply to witness my own life uh, and learn from it and, and be able to share with anyone whose health is willing to listen about uh, this person who, uh, you know, me, I'm just, I'm willing to, to tell you that, yeah, maybe I've, I've done some things, but I'm still figuring out what it all means and, and what the next thing is supposed to be. So, yeah, it's about being awake to this moment, which this leads me right back into another, the, an M I've already talked about, which is music. So I just released a, a, a song with my band Seeking Gravity called Narcotized. And this is such a fun song. I remember when I wrote the song, it was just like, just a really fun drop D song to like, kind of pop punk, you know, just to kind of jam out and be fun. But, but lyrically, it's about realizing how much I, we, tend to narcotize ourselves. We, we tend to to fog up our minds in one way or another. Again, we, we have certain coping mechanisms, you know, and we, we judge some worse than others, and some we even deem as good things. But for the, for the most part, we, we have all these things that could either help us or really just help us numb, numb the pain of life. Um, but this song also recognizes this, this longing to be fully alive, to be fully awake. And in order to be fully awake, we have to allow ourselves to feel. To reject whatever it is that we're using to, to narcotize ourselves. We are trying to fully feel what's going on right now. If it's pain, then yeah, you, you will, you'll feel that pain. If it's, if it's joy, if it's wonder, happiness, grief, you know, maybe it's a combination of all those things. You know, sometimes when you're facing change, I mean, you could be really excited about a new thing and also kind of grieve the ending 
of something as well. And that's, that's normal. That's, that's what it's about, you know. That's, that's part of being alive and being awake. It's, it's movement. It's moving forward, which means you're no longer where you were. You're going somewhere new. And I know I'm, I'm about to enter into a really, you know, busy time of life. Uh, you know, and I hate using that word busy because it's just so used so much. Oh, I'm so busy. Well, maybe a better word is to use is, is full. You know, life is about to be even more full. Becoming a student again and in an official capacity. The thing is, I, I always want to be a student. You know, I, I want to be a student of life. I want to be a student of this present moment. I want to learn from what's going on. Um, and sometimes I'm really slow. I'm really slow because I, I can experience the same thing over and over again, react the same way, and somehow expect to, to have some kind of different ending. Well, and unless you change, your situation's not going to change. It really change comes from within. It, it starts with a, with a new perspective. But when you see things differently... Everything's different. So uh, thank you for listening. Um, if you're still if you're still hanging out with me, I, that is a lot to dump on you. You know, I've got three new songs I've put out: two under Kyle Sigmund, which is, is kind of more church music, and then one under Seeking Gravity, Narcotized, which is just a fun rock song, uh, but also has some some valid points, you know, to, uh, to keep in mind that, um, to live soberly, to live with awareness is not for the weak. It, it takes a lot of vulnerability. It takes a lot of perseverance. It takes courage to be willing to feel what you're feeling. And, and I've got more to share too, but I, I might keep this for, for another podcast. But I've got a whole other album of songs that I'm putting out next year. And I've, I've already written them all. I've already recorded them all. As a matter of fact, they're being finalized this week. Uh, a really um, cool guy, Jake Rye. He is up in Michigan. He's a totally cool guy. He's working with uh, Need to Breathe right now too. And um, I've, I've been able to work with him to, to mix and master. And man, I'm just so excited. Every single one of these songs, I promise you, will be a podcast episode because I'm learning more from listening to these songs. Um, you know, you, you would think the person who wrote the song like understands fully what, what they're saying, but no, not at all. Let me tell you, just because you, you know, wrote something say especially if it's artwork if it's poetry or you know you might think you understand the meaning of it but really you might be touching on something that's true in a way that you also are reflecting back on it and it's telling you something and that's how every single one of these songs are there's 10 of them the album is called acceptance so this is just something i'm 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 really excited about and it's going to be happening happening next year, so stay tuned for all of that. Uh, but in the meantime, you know, check out 
body of Christ. Check out Same Mind and check out Narcotized. You know, they're, they're slightly different vibes for sure. So, you know, depending on your mood, if you're more uh, in a reflective, meditative mood, maybe go with more of the worship stuff. If you're kind of wanting to party a little bit, that's, uh, that's cool too. You know, check out some Seeking Gravity Narcotized. And, and that, that is actually the first single of a full second album that we're currently recording. And uh, we're going to be in Asheville soon. So if you want to go to the 27 Club Saturday, December 3rd, Seeking Gravity will be playing there with a couple other really cool bands. And uh, yeah, stay tuned. Follow Seeking Gravity and Kyle Sigmund on all those places if you want to keep up with where we're playing and, and that sort of thing. But yeah, so we're entering into holidays. So I'm thankful. I'm grateful. And I hope you are too. You know, life is complicated. It's mysterious. So much of it is living in uncertainty, not knowing most of the time uh, where we're going to go next. For the majority of this year, I had no idea that I was about to start school next year. Like I said, this time last year, I had no idea I was going to run a marathon. I think I made that decision like maybe towards the end of December, you know, it's like you never know how, how a decision and and how how do you even make decisions? And here's another tangent. How do you, how do you, how do you, these things just kind of come to you and you think, yeah, that's the thing. I'm going to do that. That to me, it's, it's like, it's kind of miraculous. I'm like, I don't know where that comes from and what, what thoughts to latch onto and which ones to let go of and how, how all that happens, if it's biological or neurological or or what? Are we preconditioned for these kind of things or or what? But um but yeah, it happened in a way that was obviously the spirit leading me down this path. And then once I saw it, I, I knew that this was true because it was something that has been happening for years. I've been being prepared for this through life cir- circumstances, through through interests and passions and, and gifts and all those things, it, it finally adds up and it, and it makes sense. And you just never know when something like that's going to happen to you too. It's just, you just got to make room for it. You know, listen to your life. What is bubbling up within? What's stirring? You know, or maybe you just are starting to feel a little uncomfortable and you're so you're wondering, what does this mean? Maybe there's something new happening in you too. Listen to it. Sit with it. And write, make some notes and some journal in, in your journal and, and like look back on those things and remember what, what you were thinking then and how, how does that pair with how you're feeling now and when there's a, when there's a big change between those, the, you know, even a few days time, isn't that remarkable? How much can happen in just a couple days? Like how your mood can completely change, how your your ideas might even fluctuate a little bit because you're open to new ideas. <laughs> Imagine that. Well, I, I don't know where you are uh, in your life. If you're seeking something new, um, but all I can do is tell you what, what has helped me. 
which is getting in touch with getting in touch with your body and your mind to sit in silence and to be in your body to be present in your body to be present in your mind and in the end we're we're really all just we're seeking wholeness right we're seeking to be integrated as one being from all the aspects of our personhood that we barely even touch on a day-to-day basis. There's the conscious and then there's the subconscious. And uh, all those things work together to somehow make a, a human being, which is just a miraculous gift of the giver of all life. So, again, we're going into Thanksgiving. We're going into... Christmas and the new year, and I'm grateful for life. I'm grateful for seasons, autumn, a season of letting go and dying so that new birth can come once again. I hope that you too are also grateful, even for the pain in your life. I know that's hard to say, especially in the midst of it. Um, I, I would never wish anything bad to happen to anyone. I can only have hope that resurrection, redemption, is the end for every situation. I believe in a God that's big enough to bring resurrection out of it. So that's my gift to you. Stay hopeful. Stay open to the movement. And be willing to keep figuring it out.